Korah, chapter 6. I think you will recall I mentioned Korah's divorce. And it might be sketchy, something sketchy about it. She had alluded to in various conversations and then stopped herself from going deeper. And of course, although I wanted to, I did not pry. A divorce is something that's very personal to people. Marriages, births, deaths, everything in your life is personal. So I never did really um, go there, but I did wonder about it. I mean, here's this woman, this unassuming woman, who for many years was married to a philandering man who was an absentee father, who was a pretty lousy husband, if you're being honest. I mean, really lousy. He fathered the children, and that was it. He wasn't a husband. He wasn't a father. And yet he was, technically. But on this day, we had taken our chairs and uh, positioned them in front of her, the little garden area near her apartment. It was a gorgeous day. And she was smiling and in a happy mood. We were drinking her coffee and she brought up her ex. And I I had to ask her, you know, about the, going to the nightclubs with, with her daughter and with him and his current woman and dancing and having a good time and having, keeping photos of him. What... What was that about? I mean, I really wanted to know. And she did not have a good explanation for it, frankly. But it's pretty easy to tell. She never stopped loving this man who, while charming with a big personality and good looks and well-dressed, she... She still cared. Was it because of the love they made together in order to beget the children that was so memorable to her? I would never have gone down that path. I just could not understand it. And I didn't have to. I didn't need to. I just needed to let her talk. And she did. And she said there came a a turning point when she knew it had to end. And she said it, it involved a couple of things. One, she knew her children needed to respect her on some level. And as they began to get older, they obviously knew what was going on with their father. So that was part of it. But the other part of it, she said it was another one of the times when he left and they needed money. She needed money for food, for the, for the kids, for the children. And she was able to find out. She said it really wasn't hard because they had many mutual friends who were more than happy to tell her. They didn't care how broken her heart 
would be where he was. And while the children were hungry, she had no money to buy food for them. He, she discovered, was staying at a very fancy hotel. And she said she she was poorly dressed and it took everything she had to go to that hotel and to actually go inside. She said she stood outside and debated about retreating. But she said, this was one time I was not going to retreat. Something within her helped her go through the revolving door of this beautiful hotel into this magnificent lobby. And back in those days, it was easy to get a room number. She got his room number from the desk and she she took the stairs. She said she didn't want to get in an elevator with people. So she, she walked up the stairs and she said, just as she got to the top of the stairs of the floor where he was staying, a room door opened and oddly he stepped out in this beautiful white bathrobe. And what he was doing was retrieving a beautiful tray from room service with a tablecloth on it. And he had a towel also draped around his neck and his hair was wet. He had just come out of the shower and she knew his floozy was inside. It was obvious the tray was for two people, the, the room service cart. And she approached him and asked him for money, which he did not give. She left and she knew right then that divorce had to happen. No two ways about it. Did she think at that time there might be another man for her? That she didn't say. And she never remarried. She never was with a man again, ever, she said. Would never be with another man, she said. But she began the process to divorce him. And by the way, at that time, once again, she went to, to people she knew could help her once again and give her money for food for the children. But at the same time, that was when she made the decision to go to work, doing anything she could, which, as I've said already in a prior chapter, was being a server that served her very well in her life. But she started, she managed to get the money together for a divorce, started the proceedings. And then the, the funniest thing happened, she said. She decided to leave town, which she never did. She, she went to visit relatives and she said she really did it on purpose because she knew she would be out of town when the deadline for signing the divorce papers came. Because even after all of that, she began to waffle. Could she go through with it? Was it the right thing to do? Could she just cut him loose, even though he was loose, just not legally? Now, there are a lot of ways to get around legal 
situations that are mm, tip over into the gray area just a tiny bit. They're still legal, but it's getting close to that line. Oh, bottom line, her divorce fell way over into that, (laughs) way over the line because her divorce was completely sketchy. In a nutshell, she was out of town. She made the decision, yes, she wanted to go through with the divorce, but there was no way she could get back in time to sign the papers to meet the deadline. She didn't have the money to do more legal work. It had to be done. So remember Lucille? She got Lucille to sign her divorce papers. And not only that, but to file them in person, posing as Cora. Totally illegal. She carried that forever, that her divorce was not legal. Now, she never remarried, was that why? I I don't know, she just said she wasn't ever interested in men again or at least besides him. (laughs) And he never legally married either, she said, because she was almost certain he and and the woman that he he really cheated with her, this woman on Cora, uh, the most, she was like his mostly constant companion. And they stayed together for many years. She was pretty sure they never legally tied the knot, although they did become what is considered common law married. And I just sat and listened to the story, looking at this this woman who had never done anything illegal, apparently, that I knew of at that at that moment in my relationship with her. Had she ever even had a ticket I didn't think so or anything else but but what did I know <laughs> which goes to show what I'm saying about telling Cora's story they need to be told and there is so much to be told with people if you are fortunate enough to have trust of someone that they will share their life with you in this way. Cora illegally divorced as we sat and drank our coffee.